Thank you for listening to the Praise Family of Churches podcast. We have physical buildings throughout Oregon in Monmouth, McMinnville, Eugene, Mitchell, and Willamina, but our community extends around the world. If you would like more information about any of our churches, please visit www.praiseonline.net. Thank you again, Rough Rough and Jessica. You guys are so amazing. I'm so glad you're doing that. It's the highlight of our weeks. Anyway, happy Father's Day to everybody out there. And I just know that Father's Day can be a mixed bag for people. Sometimes they have kind of a a tough experience with their dads, or sometimes you're a father and you're hurting today for some reason. Uh, There's a lot of, it's all over the place. I happen to really be fortunate. Uh, My dad was an amazing man. He was there for me. He supported me, protected me, he led me. And I want to talk about that today because we're in Galatians chapter 5, and it talks about the freedom that Christ has. And Paul the Apostle addresses this church, uh, actually a a group of churches, in this area of Galatia, which uh, it's a book to the Galatians. So I'm sitting in, uh, we're on vacation, our family's up in Seattle, and uh, we're hanging around, it's Sunday night, and my dad, he loved church, Uh, he was a farmer, but he just loved church. He loved, uh, loved going to church and, and hearing the word and just uh, singing and worshiping. And it was Sunday night on vacation. And he said, hey, does anybody want to go? I hear there's a, uh, there's a special group from Ireland at this church up on the corner. And he said, does anybody want to go? And all my brothers and sisters like, dad, we're on vacation. We don't want to go. And, and I, I said, okay, I'll go. I'll, I just, I'll go. Uh, and so dad and I alone went to this service in uh, Seattle, up uh, in that one of the suburbs of Seattle. It was amazing. I had never heard music that was so lively and powerful. I mean, there was uh, drums and guitars and uh, uh, Irish music, you know, it was, it was uh, amazing. And I remember sitting on the back row of this packed auditorium. It wasn't that huge, but it was just packed. And... Um, I remember at the end, this, the music was just going and worship was just amazing. And my conservative farmer dad leaped off the back pew and started dancing and, and worshiping. Whoa, what is going on? And I was like, this is unbelievable. But I know that something happened deep inside of him. He was connecting with his God, with his father that loved him so much. And he just couldn't help it. He just like engaged with God fully. So I had this amazing experience as a, as a, as a son with a father who was, who was, wasn't perfect, but boy, did he, he try hard. He was proud of his kids. And you know, this is, um, this is the heart of a father that we can all receive from because God has that kind of heart for us. And Paul the Apostle had that kind of heart for his churches. And so he writes to them. I'm going to read this a little bit because they were uh, churches that were drifting back into the old ways, into the old things. They were, they were, had been, uh, they were Jews that had knew Christ and, and were set free from all their bondages. But then they slowly were adding things on to, to their relationship with Jesus to make him good enough. And can I just tell you today, if anything gets accomplished, please feel free in Christ today. He is enough for you. This book 
uh, of Galatians in this chapter particularly, chapter 5, talks about that. And I want to just uh, read it to you. It starts out by saying, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words. He gets real straight with them. I, Paul, tell you, if you let yourselves be circumcised, okay, I'm sorry I'm talking about circumcision on Father's Day, but it, this, is, this is how far it had gotten. This church had gone back to the old ways, this old Jewish tradition, no matter what. Okay, if, if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. In other words, you're going down this road, it's a slippery slope. And if you're going down that road of trying to, trying to be good enough, it's a slippery slope. You will never achieve it. You have to come to a place of, of rest in Christ. Well, let me just say, verse 5, it starts, For through the Spirit we eagerly, eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is of any value. No matter what you've done in the past, nor what you do in the future, it's not important. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Verse 7, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. Paul is calling out this church, and he's calling out these groups of churches to come back to the basics of trusting that Jesus is enough for you. Okay, so if you're, if you're a dad or if you're a, a person who's, who's got responsibilities, uh, you might have leadership roles or you might have relationship roles that people look up to you, the best thing you can do is understand the Father's heart for those people and share that. See, that, that's kind of how my dad's secret was. He knew Jesus so much that that's what made him a good father, is that he knew Jesus and he knew what Jesus' heart was for his kids, and so he had that heart. So I want to just share with you a, a couple of things, uh, lessons from a father's heart here. And the way we understand it is it comes from God to the people, and so what we do is we get in flow of that. See, Paul supported these churches with his efforts and his relationship. He also protected them. When things were going a little goofy, he stopped. He called them into account. He said, mark my words. Hey, you guys are going the wrong way. Uh, and he also led with grace. And he, and he led with the Spirit. Uh, so I want to just break those three things down a little bit. And I want us to learn what it is to have a father's heart, no matter if you're a husband or a wife or a father or a mother, we can have a leadership heart that is the heart of God, okay? So the first one thing I want to talk about is um, a heart of support. Uh, supporting someone is being there. That's a very important thing that we understand theology, that God is omnipresent, that he's here and he's there for us. But we were in such trouble as a world that God had to send his only son, Jesus, to actually be here and show up. And put, it was God with skin on. He, he walked among us and he talked to us. And he, that is the ultimate support is being there. To actually show up and, and arrive. <laughs> That's 90% of a success is showing up, right? So when you're a father, 90% of success as a father is just being there. I think it's so important that we're available. I know there's people with hurts that their dads weren't there when they needed them. 
And I, I, we're going to pray at the end of this for that healing. But if you want to continue or start now, you can be an amazing father. I know people in my life, friends of mine, that have had terrible fathers, but they've turned into great dads because they've understood the heart of God. And they've understood how it is to be there for their families and for their kids. So you support. <laughs> uh, my dad, this is a picture of my dad if, you, if we have it online here to look at. My dad, um, when I was in high school, had cancer really bad. And so he was, he was on medications and he couldn't, he couldn't climb the bleachers at the high school gym when I, would, I, I was a wrestler. And so he would come watch me wrestle and he, he couldn't climb the bleachers. So he sat on the bottom rung, uh, which was great because he had a really close view of everything. We saved the spot for him so he could sit there. And he had this interesting uh, reaction to when I would lose, he would start laughing. Uh, and if I would lose a match, he would just be cracking up. And I'd talk to him, I said, Dad, you're laughing about this. <laughs> he goes, oh man, he got the best of you, didn't he? He really got you on that one. And it was, it was hilarious to him. It, it, I, I wasn't uh, bothered by it so much uh, because I knew that he still loved me. But when I would win, he would burst into tears. He would just be so overcome with joy. It was just like, ah, you won. And he was so proud of me. It was almost embarrassing because how many kids have their dads burst into tears when they win a match? I was like, okay, well, it, it, I look back on it now. It was very precious. And he would drag me around and talk to me. And he would always show up if he could. The fact that he was sick and he showed up meant so much to me. And I think it would mean a lot to your kids if you show up. If you, if you just arrive, because you know what it is? It's God's heart. God is there for us. And when we have God's heart, we become better dads and better fathers. We become better leaders. We become, become better people. If we can just figure out God's heart. God's heart is to show up and be there. Okay? So Paul the apostle was engaged in this church, writing to them and, and thought about them at all times. He had that same heart to support them. So the father's heart is a heart of support. The second one is it's a heart of protection. Uh, verse seven, who cut in on you? Paul, the apostle writes to this church, you were running such a good race. Who cut in on you that started to take you off of these basic things of, of understanding that Jesus is enough for you? Who cut in on you and laid a guilt trip on you or told you you weren't good enough or told you how about doing some more of these things to make you stronger or better? Nah, they, they, it's an interference and he called them out. I love that about Paul the Apostle. He just said, hey, who cut in on you? It's, it, it's a picture of a race. You know, you run a race and you're going around the track and somebody will cut in on you and take you off of your direction or where you're supposed to go. <clears throat> you're supposed to be going in a direction after God, after understanding who he is, after understanding his heart. You're supposed to be going after those things. And when someone in our world, there's pressures of their culture, different things, they will cut in on you if you allow them to. Maybe it's the news. <laughs> Maybe it's Facebook. I don't know. Maybe it's all the things that are going in this tumultuous world right now. It'll cut in on you and you will start to doubt things and you'll start to get... Uh, under uh, confusion and pressure. And you can't allow that to cut in on you. You have to realize and get away and say, okay, Jesus, <laughs> I'm with you here. Help me navigate this. This is important times. You know, um, <clears throat> these are days when people are hurting. 
there's so much awareness of our shortcomings that are right now. I mean, we all have them. And it's appropriate to acknowledge that and not to be proud and say, oh, I've got nothing wrong, or I don't have any prejudice in me, or I, you know, I think maybe the ones who say they don't have any prejudice are probably the prejudiced ones. Because I think we all have to come to a place of humility before God and say, you know, God, I need you to help me with this, but don't let it cut in on you. Understand that Jesus has you and he will take you through this time. He will help you and, and give you grace to get through it. So understand that the heart of God is to protect you from all these forces that are going around and making sure that you focus on the Lord. He is the answer to the world problems. He's the answer to our sin problems. Or he's an answer to all of the problems that we face as a culture, as a country. But if we don't focus on him, we will forget the answer. <laughs> it's him. Uh, we can focus on our problems. I mean, they're... Poof, they're easy to focus on, right? They're everywhere. And it's okay to acknowledge them and to humbly ask God to help them. But don't let them cut in on you. Stay on track with Jesus. Okay? So the heart of the Father is the heart to support. It's also the heart to protect. Um, and it's just basic leadership. Leadership is going first. Leadership is carefully showing someone the way. <laughs> I, the heart of the Father is to go first. So he, Jesus came and he died on the cross and he went first. He sacrificed first so we can follow him. Um, I was uh, pastoring a, a church in Montana. I was really young, um, probably um, ah, maybe 35. I had a pastor when I was growing up. His name was Pastor Book. He was in Albany, Oregon. A great man of God, and just a wonderful pastor. He planted five churches out of his church. Just amazing dude, uh, and well-loved by so many people. And he and Dorothy, his wife, came out and dedicated our church building that we built. And he stayed with us for a few days, and we drove around town. And I remember him talk. I was just like hanging on every word because I loved uh, listening to him. He's so wise. And he said, Jojo, I, I, <laughs> he said, Jojo, he called me Jojo, Jojo, I want to tell you a little secret about pa pastoring people and leading people. And I said, oh, yeah, what is it? And he said, well, he said, it's a lot like surfing. You wait for this wave, and when you get the wave, you just ride it because it's a God wave. And once you know it's God's wave, you just ride it and you just go out. And then when it gets to shore, you, you go back out and wait for the next wave. <laughs> I thought... Oh, okay. You know what? That has really resonated me through my life. It's really become something that I realized that deep inside, when I'm walking with God and I'm in charge of leading people, whether it's my family as the father or whether it's a pastor of a church or whether it's a business or a boss thing, just lead people. Lead them carefully because that's what God does with us. He doesn't drive us. He leads us. See, that's, you can tell the difference. I can't tell if it's God or the devil who's leading me. Here's, an, here's a good one. God will lead you, all right? Don't be driven. Be led. Led by God and by his Holy Spirit. See, this is, this is a, one of our guiding values is to be spiritually awake. And at the end of this chapter in Galatians 5, it tells us why we have this guiding value. It just says this, verse 25. Since we live by the Spirit, 
let us keep in step with the Spirit. Now, is this very profound? It's like, if we're going to follow the Spirit, let's follow the Spirit, okay? Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying other. But since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit, walking with Him. Walking with Him. <clears throat> I want to talk to the dads for a minute because it is Father's Day. But also, if you're a leader of any kind, this works. How you lead is very critical. And it's more important that you understand how God leads you and then follow that example. So God leads us by his spirit. He calls us forward. He tells us gently <laughs> in a quiet voice, right? He talks to us in our heart with impressions and which way to go. And, and he loves to spend time with us. He loves to lead us out of relationship. So lead out of relationship, not out of some kind of uh, position, like some kind of, oh, I wear the pants in the family, I, or I'm the boss of the house, or I'm the boss of this organization. No, 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 no. Lead like God leads. God says, oh, follow me, all who are weary. I will give you rest. Come unto me. Let me lead you by his spirit. Okay? So the very thing that Paul the Apostle says to this church these churches in Galatia about uh, staying focused on the Lord. Don't accept trappings that are just a bunch of guilt trips and things that you have to accomplish. Realize that Jesus is enough. Okay, now let's take this home. You have maybe not been a perfect dad or a perfect father. Or maybe you didn't have a perfect dad or a perfect, maybe you had a lousy one. Or maybe you would never, maybe you don't know him. I don't know. But today is the first day of the rest of your life. Today we can begin, all right? So we have a father. His name is God. He is our heavenly father. And he leads us by his spirit and by the example of his son, Jesus. We have him. So we're not fatherless. So we can come to him and say, okay, Lord, I need protection. I need support and I need leadership so I can be free in you and I can walk with you. If that's you today and you need God to help you with that, I would just pray that today with you uh, as I close because I think today's a new day for you. And I really do believe if you can grasp the heart of the Father for you, you're going to be a great dad. You're going to be a great boss. You're going to be a great mom. You're going to be a great person of leadership if you get God's heart. It's for freedom that he has come and to set you free. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you that you have paid the way for us to not have to strive, but just to rest in you. Help us to rest in you. There's so many pressures on dads. There's so many pressures on this world right now. Help us to rest in you. We want to just ride the wave of your spirit, walk where you want us to walk, and just love people, and just live this life out with, a, with an attitude of trust in you that would confound everyone around us because we have peace deep inside. Thank you, Lord, for our dads. Thank you for the efforts they've made. Thank you for their great hearts. As they align with your heart, 
to lead us. In your name we pray. Amen.